Hello everyone, my name is Raina Fandozi, and you are listening to The Composition of a Leader. In this podcast, I will be talking about what makes a good leader and even comparing some actual leaders as well as their leading styles and the way they think. In this podcast, we will cover everything from common traits to comparing Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, as well as looking at the similarities and differences between male and female leading styles. I believe that looking into business, historical, and political leaders, it can actually help us in understanding why they are so successful and how they came to be that way. Looking at the way they think and lead can help us not only understand why they do the things they do, but we can also apply those same traits and characteristics into our lives as well. Because innovation is such a large part of the world today as well, several very prominent leaders are innovators as well. We can look at the way they think and compare the differences between leaders. In this series, we will be asking and answering the question, what makes a good leader? In this episode, Diagramming Sentences, we will be talking about common traits, MBTI types and leaders, and crisis leadership. In that, we'll talk about different observations and case studies about different leaders and how they reacted to crisis situations. share many qualities that make them successful regardless of the kind of leader they are. Taking risks is essential with being a powerful leader. Openness to experience describes the breadth, depth, originality, and complexity of an individual's mental life. Conscientiousness describes socially prescribed impulse control. Extroversion implies an energetic approach towards the social and material world. Agreeableness contrasts a pro-social and communal orientation towards others, and neuroticism contrasts emotional stability and even temperedness with negative emotionality. In successful leaders, we see these traits manifest within them in their ability to control their temper and ability to speak and motivate the people around them. Without their charismatic personalities and aptitude for change, a leader really wouldn't be as successful as they need to be. We see people who are driven in the best interest for the company pursue risks in order to fulfill their goals. Steve Jobs' parents had a hard time paying for an expensive college, and as a result, he dropped out and registered for calligraphy, which was significant in designing fonts while he was designing the first Macintosh. He took many risks that opened his eyes to the real needs of the company and was able to achieve his goals with a clear plan, and he was, during this as well, a very charismatic leader. Briggs type indicator helps people understand behavior and the essence of the theory is that much seemingly random variation in behavior is actually quite orderly and consistent. It consists of four letters to define how a person thinks and interprets the world. The first letter is either an E for extroversion or an I for introversion. These talk about the individual focuses on the inner world versus the outer world. The next letter can be an S for sensing or an N for intuition. These letters talk about information and whether you focus on basic information or if you interpret information and the meaning. The third letter is either a T for thinking or an F for feeling. This focuses on making decisions and whether you prefer making them with logic and consistency 
or first look at the people and special circumstances. The last letter can either be a J for judging or a P for perceiving. These last letters focus on how you react to the outside world and if you prefer to get things decided or if you prefer to stay open to new information and options. All of these letters combine into different combinations to best describe your personality in the way you think. If you are interested in finding your personal MBTI type, there are several online databases that have quizzes you can take to figure it out. Some MBTI types are better for leaders, and we see this when we look at the most common types found in leaders. ENTJs, which are extroverted, intuition, thinking, and judging types, are found to be the best for leaders. They are known as the commander and are highly motivated people. They are rational, outgoing, and charming as well. ENTJs have the advantage of quickly acting on intuition and using rationality in decision making. These skills give them confidence and keep them from second-guessing every decision they make. But, the ENTJ doesn't really focus on emotions and prefer to deal with issues as problems or concepts. The feeling and the thinking type differ in several ways, including being sympathetic versus focusing on logic, being more interested in people than things, and being more people-oriented and acknowledging emotion and weakness. So, for ENTJs to lack in these categories, it inhibits their way and ability to lead people as successfully and as sympathetically as they can. So, there are a few downsides, but overall, we can see that they have the most successful leaders. Steve Jobs, Joseph Stalin, Napoleon Bonaparte, Aristotle, Julius Caesar, Alexander Hamilton, and even Zeus are ENTJs, and that's just to name a few. different circumstances, we see that leaders can emerge from difficulties that make them even better. In some cases, we see powerful leaders reach the height of their success when faced with their fair share of minor challenges and even major crises. A truly great leader will stay working through troubling times and through this rise to the top. It takes someone with a clear vision and unstoppable fortitude to lead an organization through its worst times. There are a few case studies that demonstrated this, including Southwest Airlines and Starbucks. In Southwest Airlines, they faced a major crisis when the government order shut them down for days after 9-11 occurred. All airlines were faced with the same crisis, but unlike their competition, Southwest leadership did more than just sit and wait. They encouraged their employees to leverage their trademark through a fun approach to business to help stranded customers. The CEO, James Parker, announced just three days after 9-11 that the company would keep all of its employees, as well as issuing a profit-sharing payment. Crisis management displays characteristics within powerful leaders by forcing them to utilize their creative problem-solving and the ability to overcome a nearly impossible situation. In Starbucks, back in 1997, they faced a crisis when tragedy struck and three employees were killed during a robbery in Washington, D.C. The outstanding leadership of CEO Howard Schultz was exhibited when he flew straight to D.C. and spent a week with the co-workers and their families of the three families. While some leaders may have stayed far away from the tragic situation and pretend it may have never even happened, Schultz's natural leadership traits prevailed and overall exemplified his abilities as a CEO and powerful leader. We see many CEOs and companies prevail today when we are currently facing COVID-19. 
Many CEOs fear rapidly changing circumstances and those circumstances halting both immediate and long-term goals. With COVID-19, there are excess fatalities, mental health crises, secondary health problems, mass unemployment, and tourism industries devastated. Not only this, but the pandemic is playing out against a backdrop of extreme economic, political, and social instability. The discipline of survival psychology, the study of how people react to in disasters, may hold a clue to how these powerful leaders rise up in these circumstances. People who survive disasters are the ones who are able to retain cognitive function quickly, assess their new environment accurately, and take goal-oriented action to survive successfully within it. All disasters have in common phases of pre-impact, impact, and recoil. Within these disasters, people can react with either short-term or long-term survival. Neither are easy, but long-term survival means getting up and fighting each day, while short-term cannot last long, and especially within the pandemic, it is not beneficial to only have a short-term survival plan. Crisis leaders motivate people and constantly reiterate the organization's purpose and operationalize it as tasks. The leaders must relate to their community, and the grit is now incorporated into our everyday lives and must not be overlooked. In this, having a value system, a sense of identity, and a purpose for one's existence increases the odds of survival and resilience. We see these traits especially prominent in successful leaders during these times. Crisis leadership really defines a leader and separates them from everyone else. The ability to think on your feet and make quick decisions is crucial to be a successful leader. These decisions need to be well thought out and also take in the future into account. And through these several examples I've provided, we see leaders from all backgrounds and areas of work being able to react to these different crises quickly. Most leaders commonly share thinking styles and leading strategies as well. Whether they know it or not, most leaders are similar to one another in either the way they lead, speak, and just their common traits or even the way they handle crises. But I believe that a way a person can handle a crisis is what truly separates the leaders from the rest. The ability to come to an optimal conclusion on your feet that is not only good for the present but is also beneficial to the future is what defines a leader. All leaders sometimes in their career will face hardships and crises, but it's what they do about them is what makes them interesting. I have listed several cases in which leaders have reacted efficiently and made the best decision for the problem possible. COVID-19 is something relevant right now, and we can look around to businesses in different countries that continue to be successful and even grow in these times, and this is all due to the leader and the strategies they had used in the beginning and throughout the crisis. For leaders specifically, I do believe one of the best MBTI types to have as a leader is ENTJ, but that's definitely not the only one that is able to become successful as well. Different MBTI types and different thinking ways have different benefits to becoming a leader, but once again, a leader is not defined by the way they think. For leaders, one of the biggest defining traits I believe one can have is the ability to take risks. And I don't mean risks that can't benefit you in any way. I mean calculated risks that can have an outcome that's really beneficial or even an outcome that can hurt you. 
Almost every successful leader today has taken risks, regardless of the size, to not only get where they are today, but also use them in their leading styles. Without risk, there is no growth. Another thing leaders commonly share is openness to others' opinions and ideas. If a leader were to be closed off to outside opinions, their growth would be restricted and they wouldn't be able to reach their full potential. Benefiting from outside feedback and ideas are what makes a leader great and taking those opinions and using it on their leading is another risk that would be benefiting them for the most part. We see this in several business leaders specifically when releasing a product or service using customer feedback is almost crucial for success. Lastly, another thing that many successful leaders have in common is the ability to speak. Now, not just speak, but to speak publicly and persuade people to understand or even switch their opinions about a specific topic. The ability to publicly speak is not crucial to be a leader, but not only does it help, but it can benefit the entity you are leading as well. Support from the people around you or the people consuming what these leaders have to offer is extremely beneficial and almost crucial. If you are not a leader who cannot deliver astounding public speeches or even persuade people to engage, you may want to earn enough money to hire someone to do so. In conclusion, in this episode, I talked about common traits, MBTI types, and crisis leadership for leaders. We found that even though leaders lead many different entities, they share traits and leading styles as well. Risk-taking, openness, and the ability to per persuade people is something we learn most leaders have. ENTJs are most commonly leaders, and that leader is defined by how they can handle crises. The way leaders can react on their feet is crucial, and the decisions they make have not only benefit them in the present, but the future as well. Thank you so much for starting my podcast, The Composition of a Leader, and stay listening to hear the next podcast, Horror Stories, where I break apart Stalin and Hitler, compare them, and see what made them such successful leaders. See you soon!